Another exciting episode of Storytime Anytime. Today we're going on an adventure with the gingerbread man, the famous three little pigs, and we'll meet Mabel, the brave little mouse. Do you like to bake cookies with your mom or dad? Have you ever made gingerbread cookies? Let's find out what happens when the gingerbread man hops out of the oven and runs away from the old woman her husband, an old hound dog, the cow, and the townspeople. Hmm, will anyone catch the gingerbread man? The gingerbread man. An old woman and her husband lived together on their farm. One day, the old woman said, I will make a gingerbread man for my husband's supper. She mixed the gingerbread in a bowl. Then she rolled it out and shaped it like a little man. She gave him raisin eyes, a cherry mouth, and nuts for buttons. At last, the gingerbread man was ready for the oven. After a time, the old woman looked into the oven to see if her baking was done. She had no sooner opened the oven than the gingerbread man hopped up, leapt to the ground, and ran straight for the open door. Stop! Stop! cried the old woman. The gingerbread man sped into the vegetable patch, the old woman close behind him. The husband was tending vegetables. Stop! Stop! he cried when he saw the gingerbread man. But the gingerbread man called, Run! Run! As fast as you can! You can't catch me! I'm the gingerbread man! The gingerbread man started down the road, the old woman and her husband close behind him. Soon the gingerbread man passed an old hound dozing in the sun. Stop! Stop! The hound barked, but the gingerbread man only laughed. Run, run, as fast as you can. You can't catch me, I'm the gingerbread man. The gingerbread man took off across a grassy meadow. The old woman, her husband, and the hound close behind him. Soon, the gingerbread man passed a cow munching crunchy clover. Stop, stop, the cow mood. Run, run, as fast as you can. You can't catch me, I'm the gingerbread man. The gingerbread man came to a town. 
the old woman, her husband, the hound, and the cow close behind him. It was market day, and the streets were crowded with people. Look at the gingerbread man, cried a child. Stop, stop, cried the townspeople. Run, run, as fast as you can. You can't catch me, I'm the gingerbread man. Now the old woman, her husband, the hound, the cow, and all the townspeople were close behind the gingerbread man. At last, the gingerbread man came to a stream. On the bank sat a fox. An old woman, her husband, a hound, a cow, and all the townspeople are close behind me, said the gingerbread man, panting. Too bad, said the fox. I must get across the stream, said the gingerbread man. I can help you, said the fox. Hop onto my back. The gingerbread man hopped up and the fox jumped into the water. After swimming a short way, the fox said, The water is getting deeper. Hop onto my neck. The gingerbread man did as the fox suggested. After swimming a little farther, the fox said, The water is up to my neck. Hop onto the top of my head. The gingerbread man did as the fox suggested. Just then, the fox gave his head a toss and opened his mouth wide. The gingerbread man flipped into the air and landed smack between the fox's jaws. Crunch, munch, that gingerbread man was gone. The fox trotted home, waving his bushy tail. Of the old woman, her husband, the hound, the cow, and all the townspeople, only the fox was clever enough to get that silly gingerbread man for his supper. Have you ever heard the saying, as sly as a fox? The fox in our last story was certainly very clever. This saying has been around for hundreds of years, probably because foxes are very smart animals. They are very crafty at finding food even if it's a tasty gingerbread cookie. Speaking of being smart, let's find out who the smartest little pig is in our next story. The Three Little Pigs Once upon a time, there were three little pigs. When the time came for them to leave home, their mother gathered them together and gave them a warning. Beware of the wicked wolf, she said, for he loves to eat little pigs. Who cares about an old wolf, said the first little pig, skipping away. Soon he met a man carrying a bundle of straw. Sell me some straw, said the little pig. The man did, and the first little pig built himself a little straw house. Soon the wicked wolf came along. Little pig, little pig, he called. Let me come in. Not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin, cried the first little pig. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in, said the wolf. And he did. The first little pig scampered away. The second little pig met a man loaded down with sticks. Sell me some sticks, said the pig. The man did, 
and the pig built himself a little stick house. Soon, his first little brother ran through the door and cried, "The wicked wolf is chasing me!" Before long, they heard the wolf's growly voice. "Little pig, little pig," he called, "Let me come in." "Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin," said the second little pig. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. The wolf did as he said, and the two little pigs ran off together. The third little pig met a man pushing a cartload of bricks. "Sell me some bricks," said the pig. With the bricks, the third little pig built himself a solid, sturdy house. Along came his two brothers, running hard and crying. The wicked wolf is after us! Soon, the three little pigs heard the wolf. Little pig, little pig, let me come in. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin, said the third little pig. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in, said the wolf. Well, he huffed and he puffed, but he could not blow down that solid, sturdy brick house. The wolf thought he would trick the little pig into coming outside. Little pig, he called sweetly, I know where there's an orchard full of tasty apples. Where? Called the third little pig. At Farmer Brown's yard, said the wolf. Meet me at six o'clock tomorrow, and I will take you there. That little pig was up at five o'clock. By the time the wolf got to Farmer Brown's yard, the pig was sitting in a tree munching fruit. The wolf sat beneath the tree and waited for the pig to come down. Little pig, he called. How are the apples? Try one and see," said the little pig. He threw an apple with all his might. While the wolf ran after it, the little pig jumped down and scurried home with his basket of fruit. That evening, the wolf tried again. "Little pig," he called, "come with me to the fair at Smithtown tomorrow. I'll call for you at five o'clock." Well. That little pig was up at four o'clock. He ran to the Smithtown Fair and bought himself a new butter churn. On his way home, the little pig spied the wolf angrily trudging up the hill to the fair. The little pig climbed inside his new churn and rolled down the road. Wham! The speeding churn knocked the wolf into the next county. He was never heard from again. With the sweet apples and the fresh churned butter, the little pig made a pie for his brothers, and they lived in the solid, sturdy little brick house happily ever after. Well, I would definitely say that the wolf was outsmarted by the third little pig. And I'm happy that the three little pigs lived together in the sturdy brick house happily ever after. I really do like stories with happy endings. 
Next, I want to introduce you to a brave little mouse named Mabel. Mabel lives with her family in Mr. and Mrs. Clampton's house. Not only is Mabel brave, she is also very smart. Let's find out what happens when Mrs. Clampton brings home Tiger, a huge mean cat that is good at catching little mice. The Brave Little Mouse Mabel Mouse and her family lived in a cozy hole in the kitchen of Mr. and Mrs. Clampton. Every night at 10 o'clock after Mr. and Mrs. Clampton went to bed, Mabel Mouse, her father, her mother, and her brother Morton scampered out of the hole to have their dinner. Mr. and Mrs. Clampton loved cheese almost as much as the mice did. So there were usually several different kinds from which to choose. Mabel's father was especially fond of Swiss, and she loved to watch him pat his fat little belly happily after every few bites. When they finished eating, the mice went back into their hole. Mabel's mother knitted sweaters for them to wear in the winter with pieces of yarn from Mrs. Clampton's knitting basket. Mabel played chess with her father and Morton practiced his singing. The evening would end with a lullaby by Morton, who had a lovely voice and soon put them all to sleep. It was a fine life. One evening, at 10 o'clock, when the family was preparing to leave for their evening meal, Mabel peeked out of the hole and gave a loud squeak. There, a cat was sitting in front of the mouse hole. He was big, with orange stripes, sharp claws, and bright yellow eyes. Just then, Mrs. Clampton plunked down a bowl in a litter box and said, Now, Tiger, you come from a farm where you were very good at catching mice. I want you to get rid of every mouse in this house. We're tired of them eating our cheese. Oh, dear, whispered Mabel's mother. He has to go to sleep sometime, said Mabel's father, looking at his pocket watch. An hour went by, then two, but Tiger was wide awake. At one o'clock in the morning, he ate all the food in his bowl, but kept one eye on the hole. By this time, the mice were very hungry indeed. Finally, Tiger yawned and closed one eye. There, said Mabel's father, he is going to sleep. But Tiger's other eye stayed open. For two whole days and nights, the mice stayed in their hole. They were growing thinner by the hour. Suddenly, Morton had an idea. I will sing him a lullaby, he squeaked weakly. That always puts us to sleep. Morton sat near the opening to the mouse hole and sang softly to the cat. Tiger only blinked once or twice at the sound, but he did not close his eyes. I have an idea, said Father on the third day. I will hypnotize him. 
he swung his pocket watch back and forth, back and forth in front of the hole. Tiger moved his head back and forth, but he did not close his eyes. Mabel was very worried about her family, especially her father. His little round belly was now flat as a pancake, and he sat in a corner and mumbled, Swiss cheese, over and over. Doesn't that cat ever play or do anything else? asked Morton. Suddenly, Mabel had an idea. Mother, she said, start wrapping me in your ball of yarn. I am going out there and get rid of that cat. I will not let you go out there, Mabel's mother squeaked weakly. Listen, said Mabel, I am the smallest, so I can hide best in the yarn. If we do not get rid of that cat soon, we will all die. What are you going to do? asked her father. But Mabel would not tell them. Just watch and see, she said smiling. Mabel's mother started wrapping her in the yarn. Round and round, round and round, until you could not see Mabel at all. By this time, the ball of yarn was quite big, and they had to push very hard to get it through the hole. Wish me luck, whispered Mabel as she rolled out into the room. Tiger stared at the ball of yarn and stuck out his paw hesitantly. The ball started rolling, slowly at first, then faster and faster. Tiger got up and watched. Around the kitchen chair it went, and over went the chair with a bang. Then Tiger began to chase the ball. Around Mrs. Clampton's yarn basket it wound, and over went the basket. Into the pot of ivy it tumbled, and over went Mrs. Clampton's favorite plant. Tiger ran after the rolling ball, but his paws got tangled in the yarn, and he could not get it off. The more he pulled at it, the more things got knocked over. And still, the ball of yarn unwound and unwound until there was almost nothing left of it. All of a sudden, Tiger saw Mabel. He leaped into the air and lunged for the little mouse. But his paw knocked Mrs. Clampton's cookbook off the shelf, and it hit him on the head. Mabel raced into the mouse hole and jumped into her father's arms. Now just watch, she said. Suddenly, the lights in the kitchen went on, and Mrs. Clampton saw the terrible mess. Tiger was lying on the rug tangled in yarn and meowing pitifully. Just look at this room! Mrs. Clampton yelled at Tiger. How did you get into my yarn? You call yourself a mouser? Back to the farm you go tomorrow. We are better off with the mice. At least they don't make this kind of a mess. 
The next day, Tiger was gone, and the mice went back to their fine life. It is good to have Swiss cheese again, said Mabel's father, and he patted his belly. We owe it all to you, Mabel. You are a brave little mouse. And the whole family nibbled and agreed. This has been brought to you by Twin Sisters Digital Media and Evergreen Podcasts. Be sure to hit subscribe and tell your friends to join us for our next episode, Make New Friends. Also, parents, for bonus content that includes picture books, activity pages, and more, be sure to click the link in the description. And for an opportunity to win a $50 gift card, Find us on Facebook by searching Twin Sisters Digital Media. Follow our page, then just like and share our latest post. The winners will be announced on Facebook a week later. If your children enjoyed these classic stories, go to TwinSisters.com to also find ways for them to sing and learn. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter for our free download of the day giveaways and promotions on exciting new digital learning content like these and much more. And visit our friends at evergreenpodcasts.com. Thank you for joining us at Storytime Anytime. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.